VoiceAmerica.com welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now here's the host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody. Here we are in the middle of the Ides of March. Right, Daniel? That's right. It's the Ides of March. It's a pleasure to welcome Daniel Stark from Stark Design New York. Did I say yes. that right? Yes, he did. Thank oh, you my very God. much. Stark Design, that's right. Okay. And um, it's really a pleasure to have you. You're world famous. You know what I didn't know about you, Daniel? What's that? I didn't know that you worked on a sex book with Madonna. That's right. That's right. Way back when. Um, I remember it so clearly because I was in New York and I was working for Playboy. Yeah. And it was really when Madonna started to, um, you know, really go crazy with the um, you know, cross-synergizing for herself, you know, yeah. desperately seeking Susan and, you know, all of the stuff that made her icon plastic. Yeah, no, it's really amazing, actually. It was amazing to be involved with her, I guess, as a brand at that time because even even I sort of was scratching my head thinking, what what's she doing? But, of course, she's, she's smarter than many of us. So. Oh, no, she did. Well, you know what? I'm sure that you agree, Daniel, that when, you have, when you're a celebrity, it's not, you can't just be anymore. It's not like, you know, before Ava Gardner just had to be Ava Gardner. <laughs> she didn't have to create herself as a brand. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, now but, it's, it's become a different business altogether. It has. My, how t- times have changed. We all have to become our own brands. Yeah, no. Well, you're an, you're a master at it. So tell me more. How have Thank you become you. your own brand, Daniel? Um, well, you know, it's a process. Um, I've had the uh, I've had the, the distinct pleasure and uh, fortune of working for some great brands uh, before I started Stark Design. I had been the creative director for Ann Taylor and worked for some some real icons in the business. When I worked uh, on the Madonna book, I was working for a guy named Fabian Barron, who is really one of the icons as well. So. Um, I've been fortunate to have my hands in uh, some of the big brands and some of the big names, and uh, now uh, with Stark Design, we're doing much the same thing, but we're we're kind of a, a, an idea lab, sort of a smaller, um, easier to manage little group that works with big brands to sort of come up with innovative ideas for them that connect with smaller segments of their customers. Right. No, I understand that, and I, you know. Being from New York and being in the business, I certainly understand the niche and, you know, the fact that you could work on a smaller scale, you know, and bring a larger sensibility, tailoring it to each of your clients is, you know, something that more people should be aware of. Yeah, well, I think that what you get is you actually get purer, more, uh, more impactful ideas that way. And it's not, even though we might be a small group, we still are able to affect big change. And so that's sort of the conversation that I wind up having over and over and over again is, you know, you really, you start with a simple idea, um, you know, a smart idea, and as long as the message is there, you can play with the delivery of it. You know, that I think is where you have an opportunity. And as designers, we like to come up with innovative ways to, to deliver it or to present it. Because at the end of the day, you know, you're you're fighting you're, more and more and more. You're fighting with a lot of modes of communication nowadays. Oh, for sure. I yeah. mean, you grew up and were very and you were very involved in the business before, you know, the internet had become, you know, such a key part of our day to day life. Yeah. The um, computer in general. Yeah, I mean, the computer in general. I mean, when you know, you worked with Madonna on 
the book. Yeah. I don't. At that time, I think I was just learning how to do email. <laughs> was there email back then? I don't even know. Well, no, you know, we, yeah, we were. I mean, we were just learning it, but people did not have the computer. You know, it did not take up their lives no, to the true. same degree that it does today. And you know, it's just. I don't know. What do you think about that in terms of everybody's able to be a designer? Well, you know, it's a funny thing. Um, you know, the, 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 the computer put the power of being able to create things in the hands of everybody, and that's a great thing. I mean, here we're seeing Super Bowl ads that are generated by people on YouTube or generated by, you know, not you and I, but the guy next door to me, you know, who probably is, doesn't have any of the training that I have. And while that's great, it's the idea that really is, in the long run, what's going to win out, I think. Now, you know, I don't know if you watched the Super Bowl, if you watched the ads during the Super Bowl or not. I'm oh, I'm sure obsessed with them. Are you kidding me? Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing is, I, I didn't particularly see anything there that wowed me or that made me think that I was seeing something new. I don't think that... Um, I don't think it's quite there yet. I think that Wall, uh, that Wall Street, that, uh, that Madison Avenue was sort of like groping around for something that was that was going to get them, you know, some type of hook and some type of publicity. They got that. They certainly got a lot of PR about it. Um, I mean, Doritos, you know, got a, a, a long way. Because, well, again, what you're doing, in a way, is you're kind of having like, a, you know, a film contest for amateurs in right. the middle of the largest event, American event of the year, aside yeah. from the Oscars. Yeah. And it's uh, it's almost like you have to think about it like this is a it, it it's almost like a public service announcement, but everybody accepts it as being adorable. <laughs> uh, you could disagree with me, but it's it's no, just weird. I, I no, I do agree. I think, but I think that the I think that the strategy there was really the PR around the ad, not necessarily the ad itself. Do you know what I mean? I think that the ad itself was great, was cute. I don't think at the end of the day it was any better or any different than what a, a, an agency could come up with. But that said, you know, the advertising agency is struggling right now because, you know, you you can blast through TV commercials with TiVo and DVRs. People are watching things more on YouTube and on their computers now than ever before. You know, we've got our cell phones and our text messages and our emails. I mean, it's really, there's a lot. There's a, there's a lot more modes to get to people, but it's 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 a lot harder. Uh, I mean, for myself as a consumer, you know, I I don't watch TV commercials normally anymore. Um, so, you know, what the question is, and the, the 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 thing that we're faced with is, how do you break through that? How do you get to information that people are going to want to to digest? You know, right. they're, they're going to want to see. And how do you adjust the marketing of your design business? Right, based on what people want to see. Well, this is what we do. You know, we do we do high end type design. When I say high end, we really do sort of simple, clean design solutions and and, and smart and innovative. I like to think. And so, you know, for example, like uh, we did, we redesigned Billboard magazine last year. And you know, beautiful Billboard job, beautiful. Yeah, thank job. you, Billboard. You know, it's funny. The music industry has changed so much that they are struggling. To, to keep up with, you know, downloads and iPods and all of that. And the, the, the magazine had sort of reached a sort of point of irrelevance to a certain degree. And they needed, to, from a design point of view, they definitely needed to be cleaner and more presentable. And so we actually took the, took the approach, even though it's a business publication, business to business publication, we sort of took the approach that it should, it should look like a consumer magazine. 
right. and we redesigned it so that it looked and felt like a consumer magazine, like a Rolling Stone or something like that. You know, it, it doesn't need to look like a business publication just because it's talking about business stuff. Everybody's still a consumer in my in my mind. And no, I you're think still that's true. You always have to think about how the consumer is going to think, no matter what constituent you're marketing to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, with with that, for example, we, we, we also just published a book called Stoke: The Evolution of Action Sports. Stoke t- takes advantage of special materials and lots of sort of what we call bells and whistles, right, in the industry, but. You know, it's got a lenticular cover. It sort of moves when you, you know, when you move it back and forth. It has like movement to it, and inside there's stickers, there's tattoos, there's all of these other things. You know, it's really capitalizing on materials, and and it's not. It's, some someone might call it tricks, but it's really not. It's really not trickery. It's really, you know, compelling to pick this thing up and take a look at it. Yeah, it looks like it. It looks like something that teenagers would love. Yeah, I mean teenagers, you know, and adults alike. I mean, uh, we've you know we've got a lot of press for it. We've got a lot of we were in great stores, high high end upscale stores like Rizzoli here in New York. Um, you know, Polo Ralph Lauren bought fifty of them and, so and so forth. So and the MoMA store exactly. So you know what we tried to do is create something that not only has a sort of a mass appeal because action sports really there's you know. Everybody, or not everybody, but there's a lot of people out there who surf or skateboard or snowboard or whatever grew up doing it now. Um, but, it, you know, it also has a little bit of a high-end kind of feel to it. So, No, it, it, it sounds like it's fantastic. I haven't, you know, felt it or seen it in my hands, but the description looks like it's a lot of fun. You make yes, it is a lot of fun. An interactive, an interactive book that grown-ups can really enjoy. Right. And they're used to interactivity because, as we were speaking about at the beginning of the show, people really like the computers and being involved with what they're that's, looking at. That's exactly right. So even if you're in print, you need something that's going to move or shake or rattle or roll or whatever it's going to be. I hope there's more of that to come. Everybody well, should call Daniel Stark if you want to <laughs> get into the arena of interactive books. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so we're we're actually working on a book right now for a photographer here in New York. You must know Patrick McMullen. Yes, the, yeah. Uh, the party guy. Uh, he uh, he's really you know from the Andy Warhol days. Has been out there every night. In he the he New York. used to let me into Studio Fifty Four. And may I not say <laughs> that I'm dating myself? No, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> it was when Studio Fifty Four was really hard to get into, but because I was like sixteen and five foot ten and really thin at the time with long black hair, it wasn't difficult. Shouldn't have been very hard for you. Um, no, it was because I was sixteen. <laughs> right. Well. <laughs> but but the tack we're taking with that book as well is we're doing something special with the cover so that it really has a nice tactile feel to it. It's got a you know it's still going to be a photo book at the end of the day. But, you know, a photo book with all of these, it's called Glamour Girls, all of these beautiful, glamorous women from all over from all over society and celebrity and modeldom and all of that. It's a great um, name for a book. It is, isn't it? it re- coming from Playboy, yeah, it's a great <laughs> name for a book. And yeah, it, it's going to be fun. And it's going to also be when you feel it in your hand. I mean, it's, gonna, it's definitely going to have a presence. It's going to have, it's going to feel weighty, but... It also has sort of a soft, squishy cover on it that's going to kind of be cool. Oh, that's going to be great. That takes yeah. you back to, you know, the sex premise of it having a different kind of cover that you could, you know, sort of like look at. And that's great. Well, yeah. listen, we're going to take a break. Stay on with me. We have a lot to talk about. And I great. hope that, are you running to a meeting or something? Because I'd love to keep you on. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. All right. I'm with well, you. Oh, good, Daniel. I'll see you in a minute. <laughs> 
Listen wherever, whenever. VoiceAmerica.com Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L entertainment.com. Or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions. We do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. Muscular Development presents No Bull Radio, bringing you the latest news, gossip, and controversy from the world of bodybuilding. Uncensored, uncompromised, and unrestrained in true MD style. Hosted by the infamous muscle mob, Larry Pepe, John Romano, and Dave Palumbo. Welcome top IFBB professional bodybuilders, industry insiders, and characters you won't find anywhere else every week. No Bull Radio broadcasts each Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. If you've ever wondered what the Stern Show would sound like if Howard was a bodybuilding fan, then tune in and find out. Noble Radio, uncensored, uncompromised, unrestrained. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice, what if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Cindy Rakowitz. Here's Cindy Rakowitz and Daniel Stark. Hello, good morning. Um, Daniel's been doing a great job, first segment of the show. Make sure that if you missed it, you go into the archives at www.voice.voiceamerica.com. Well, welcome back, Daniel. Let's Thank you. Continue talking about design. Where were we when we left off? Do you remember? We were, well, we basically we're talking about how to break through, how to yeah. break through the clutter. Yeah. And really what it comes down to is, you know, having simple and smart. You know, that's where we sort of start from. That's where we start any project from. That's where we start a conversation from with, with, with a potential client or an existing one is really, you know, who are you talking to, what are you trying to get across, or what are you trying to sell, and how can we do that in a simple, smart, and beautiful way? You know, so that's really the tack that we take. Um, we tend to be a little bit of an idea lab, you know. We tend to be like, I'm sort of the mad scientist here, cooking up ideas on how to connect with people. So we were talking about materials and all of that and how to connect. We were talking a little bit about some of the books that we've done. Right. But we do other stuff, too. Yeah, I've seen that you worked very much in the bottle design business, particularly with fashion and yeah. fragrances. Yeah, absolutely. We've done a few. I worked on the uh, the development of the Lodice, the Isimiyaki fragrance, actually, also way back when. Um, but that was such a great, that was really a, a learning experience for me because we really were able to take um, 
a very very simple a designer has really remarkable uh, a remarkable you know view on on fashion and on clothing and try to translate that into a bottle into a fragrance and what we did was we created a bottle that was very iconic very sort of pyramid shaped on this beautiful rubber base and the the package itself a little bit like his clothes kind of unfolded to fit uh, over the thing and um from that experience, uh, it's sort of taken us into, and my, myself and my career, taken me into designing packaging for fragrances and beauty products like uh, makeup compacts and that sort of thing, which we've done a, a, a few projects of in the last few years. And then recently, we just designed a, a product called Sense, which is a, a rose-flavored juice kind of thing. It's very oh. interesting. It tastes is it great. a juice or a perfume? It's a juice. It's actually not a perfume at all. But we but we sort of used our sort of beauty background to create a bottle that felt very beautiful, a little bit like perfume, but not clearly. It looks like something that you drink. Not it's, that you would it be, on. you know, sort of like um, a tea? It's you know it's something that they'd use do they do mixed drinks with so like you would have a rose martini oh you know, or like got a rose it. cosmo yeah <laughs> it's it's actually it's great stuff I got to tell you when I first heard about it, I was very dubious I thought you know rose I've had rose water before it doesn't taste very good you know it's very popular in certain cultures you know in the Middle East or in India or in in Mexico but I wasn't so sure about it for for the American palate but they actually created a juice that actually it tastes great. No, so I think that's fantastic. We, now, it, what is it called? It's called Sense, S-E-N-C-E. But okay. The thing about it is we created a bottle that is very iconic. It has this sort of twisted ribbing on the outside of it that sort of like is, is very flowing. So it has a great look to it. It's also somewhat of a, of a triangular shape with this beautiful sort of polished metal cap on it. Um, and it, it's great. It's actually not a New York just yet, but it's actually in L.A., in Vegas, in Miami, and they're just, I mean, it's such a new product that they're just rolling it out now across the country. And I would imagine, and it's probably in higher-end stores, or? It's in bars, it's in higher-end stores, exactly. You know, okay. the, the, the people, I guess, who created it come from a sort of a wine and spirits background, so that's why they sort of thought it would be great to start in bars, because it's sort of like this, you know, it's very easy to mix, to do mixed drinks with. Wow, wow, yeah. I think that's fantastic. And when did it start rolling out in the marketplace? I think only in the last, like, six months. So they literally just got the bottles out. We just we, we, we just got saw the bottle for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Um, but it, it looks great. It's a glass bottle, very iconic, very beautiful. But the point of it is, is that we, we wanted to create something when it's sitting on a bar that is going to really jump out at you. Well, I really understand that. I, yeah. I was working in the hangover remedy business for a while, <laughs> so <laughs> I really, really understand that. Is it yeah. easy to see in the dark? Yeah, absolutely. The great thing is it's this pink-flavored juice, you know, and when it's especially when it's sitting on a bar, because most bars are lit in a certain way that you see the bottles, um, you know, like the Bombay, Bombay Sapphire bottle, you know, that's blue and really stands out. This one is sort of pink, and it has like a real interesting shape to it and because of its sort of triangular shape a little bit it's it, it's not easy for other bottles to sort of sit next to it the base kind of pushes other bottles aside so you get a little bit of you know what i mean you get a little bit of space around it so that it actually can kind of glow no you built you what you did is you designed something that automatically gets more real estate space <laughs> exactly so i mean i understand it now you know, I don't know if this has already been done, but one of the things that I do on my show, because it's a PR show, 
is I talk to people about, you know, well, why didn't I think of that idea? And I don't know if you and Diane Blackman have done this, but I think that this is a nice feature for Bartenders Magazine. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, I'm not certain if it's been in there yet or not. I would, I don't think it has, but, um, yeah, but what's interesting about it, too, too, is that, yeah, we really wanted something that had, that took up a lot of space without actually making a big thing. Right. No, exactly. Well, it's organic. Yeah, it is. It's organic. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, again, being, being in the bar business for some (laughs) unexplicable reason, um, you know, I understand the need to pop in a bar. Um, I understand that, you know, and what you did, it's, it is a, you know, there are bar trades, you yeah. know. In public relations, sometimes there are trades that people would never think of, mm-hmm. you know. And you have to think, who's going to be interested in, you know, what this new sensation and design is. And yep. really, if the bartenders say to their bar owners, and a lot of bar owners get Bartenders Magazine anyway, right. you know, they're going to be like, oh, look at this, I want to get this in my bar because it's all about... Um, selling the drinks. Yeah, and it's all about a, it's all sort of all about a look and feel. It's a little, you know, I mean, bars like anywhere, you know, rely on trends, and you know, this is just one of those new trends that you know I think that this rose flavor is going to, you know, create a little bit of an interest in the bar. It's, it's different. It's new. Blah blah blah. So it's it's really capitalizing on that trend. And from a design point of view, the point is is that we saw the opportunity for it and said, okay. You know, what we really need to do is understand what it's like in that business and how do we design something that's really going to capitalize the most it can. No, no, exactly right. Well, let me ask you a very important question. It's basic, but yep. an important question. You have to be really ahead of the trends. You're kind of a, you know, prognosticator. You have mm-hmm. to really kind of figure out what's going on and what is the consumer going to want in yep. the next 10 years. You yep. always have to be thinking ahead of yourself. For, you know, people who are aspiring marketers, designers, packagers, graphic designers out there. What do you do? Is it instinct? Is it magic? Is there anything practical that you could tell our listeners about, you know, how you might be able to yeah. measure that kind of thing? You know, the, where I where I come from, and certainly, yes, I follow trends, and I try to, I try to keep my, my eye as far down the playing field as we possibly can. What, what seems to be apparent, is that everything is going with YouTube and all of this type of user-generated stuff. It's much more and more apparent that everything is going towards video, everything is going towards movement and and sound and, and really integration with all of that. I mean, looking at the new, at the iPod now going into the new iPhone, which is going to be very, very much the hot item in a couple months, um, it's really all about movement and sound and all of this. So the more we get into that, the more fighting we're going to have with regular television, regular broadcast, cable, TV, internet, da 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 da. And really what where we come from is we try to distill it down to the simplest thing. I mean, that's really my point of view. And that's really what we offer to our clients is simplicity breaks through. Almost always in my opinion, if it's simple, if it's clean, if it's if it's smart, you're going to get your message through. So looking down the road, yeah, absolutely, the trends are going to be, you know, I don't know where we're going to be in 10 years, to be perfectly honest with you, but I know that it's the way it's been going for the last 10, we're getting more. It's more information. I mean, we have more modes of communication, and it's just going to become 
anymore. It's not going to stop. There's not like one thing that's just going to die off. Print's never going to die. <laughs> No. Even though it's been, it has to learn how to be. It has to be learn how to be the background materials for everything else that's fluid. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. really Prince's challenge. Um, or you know, Prince has to learn to, I, I, you know, from a, being in the magazine business for as long as I had, I just know that every single major magazine is you know challenged with integrating its print. With yeah. online, absolutely, and getting people to using the internet for the people that need to have that interactive, fast information, but still being um, really smart at getting people to have to have a paper magazine in front of them. Yep, that's what everybody's doing right now. So I would imagine, you know, it, it's the same for graphics too. It is. It is. It's it's integrating all of these different things and still being cohesive across all of them. You know, the thing I think that we're really going to see, the big change in print that I think we're going to see is this introduction of e-ink, of, of print that actually can move or feel a little bit like a screen. I know that more and more um, the technology is sort of heading in that direction. There's a lot of flexible screen material out there now that's in development by, by Philips, by Sony, by whoever. And there's going to be more of it. There's, this e-ink thing is really amazing stuff. It's, it's, it's paper-thin, almost paper material, that's printed with a special type of ink that actually can perform like a black and white screen. Well, oh, that's fantastic. Let's so. talk about that more in the next segment. Let's take a break. Stay with me. You're fantastic. Thank you. Okay. Unlimited talk at your fingertips, voiceamerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R A K N R O L L Entertainment.com. Or call 1 818 597 0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. The ability to wield power, shape the environment and the outcome, and the desire to make things happen are essential characteristics of all great leaders. Explore the essence of leadership from an insider's point of view on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio, international coach, consultant, and advisor to leaders for over 20 years. Get the unvarnished, inside story on how leaders in the spotlight take the critical decisions that deliver exceptional, real-world results and why they sometimes spectacularly and publicly 
publicly fail as well. Tune into Leadership Intuition for a behind-the-scenes look at what gets great leaders up in the morning and what keeps them up at night. Go beyond the conventional advice about what great leaders are and what they do and learn how to create your own personal legacy as a leader. Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio broadcasts each Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Now back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back with Daniel Stark from Stark Design in New York, and we're talking about media integration and things that move and things that are mobile and things that are fluid and how things that are not online can compete with the things that are yeah, exactly. online. Right. And um, you were talking a little bit about um, you were talking yeah, a little bit about this paper thing. Digital paper, more. digital paper, and e-ink. You know, they're really they're really what is going to change. I think print. Now, I don't know if it's going to change fundamentally. I know I like to jump on the subway or go somewhere and just have a regular old magazine tucked under my arm. It's still the easiest way for me to to get most of my information. I mean, I still read the Wall Street Journal every day and all of that. So, you know, I don't think that print is going to die. It's not going to change fundamentally. But some of these new technologies that are coming out in the next 10 years, because we were talking about what's what's going to happen down the road, is going to change the nature of some things, and I, it's probably going to first be seen as, as it usually is in a high-end application in books, in you know, in specialized uh, things that you buy, roll-up screens that you stick into your, you know, into your uh, laptop case, and you can have a bigger screen than your laptop screen, that sort of thing. But right, but, but how, how you know? So this paper, describe the paper thing again. I, I just really, I haven't seen it. I don't understand it. I. Yeah, e-ink. I can't remember who who the the company is who's uh, developing it. I think it's actually a private company, but it's it's literally printable ink that um, somehow uh, moves somehow moves on a on a paper like substance. What a brilliant patent, huh? Oh my gosh, it's it's amazing stuff. I've seen though. It's on the web clearly, and um, and there's also you know for example the technology that they're using in the new Apple phone, the new iPhone. Um, you know this this uh, this type of screen display that's touch screen, multi touch screen. You know when you start pairing that technology and that sort of uh, integration and, and interface with some of these other new technologies, it's going to be really quite interesting to be able to read your paper and move to one article to the next just by sort of passing your hand over this over this screen. That so is it's so happen. weird. That is so weird. I know. It's like having an etch a sketch that you could just like. <laughs> And that's a sketch with more than just two little pens. Exactly. Yeah. But is it, did I pick the right product? Because yeah. at the time it was very innovative. I think that Absolutely. we probably grew up with it as kids. Oh, of course I did. And um, you know, even etch a sketch. No, of course. But you know what? It sounds like it's the etch a sketch of you know the future. It is. It is. It's really, and that's the thing about you know everything moving to video, everything moving to movement. You know that 
it really is going to be where you can touch it with your hand and you can move it and it'll, it will feel, it'll still have the tactile feeling of print now, of a newspaper, of a magazine, but you'll be able to do so much more with it. So it, it, it is going there. I don't know how fast it's going to go there, but I think that there's still, there's a, definitely a desire for it. And the kids who are growing up now who, you know, chat, text, YouTube, all of that stuff, it's going to be second nature. Well, I, well it, I think it is. I, I think kids today think differently yeah. than, you know, the ki- the baby boomers, and, the aging and, baby boomers. And they process information a lot more and faster than, than I do. I know that. Uh, so, you know, oh, it's, God. <laughs> but, it's like, still, but it really still does come down to simplicity, beauty, elegance, smarts. Yeah, I, yeah but, you know, still, what, you know, if everything's going to be in Etch-a-Sketch form, Design just has to, you know, adjust. It has to adapt to that. Yeah, and it is. I mean, we've seen it. We see it in products like the iPod and the iPhone and cell phones. I mean, just in today's uh, Wall Street Journal, they're talking about a phone from LG that you know that really is more about looks. It's really designed for the fashion crowd more so than a necessarily functional phone. I'm sure that the phone will function normally as well, but the outside of it is sort of like it's a flip or a slide type phone. The outside of it is a mirror, essentially. So it's still it's still about design. It's still about beautiful, simple design. No, it's very true. It, it's very true. As long as everything just doesn't become something that you hold in your hand, I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> there has to be some other tactical feeling. There is still well, yes, there does, and it's still it's still going to be about the message. It's still going to be about absolutely. It's still going to be about the content. Right. No. Exactly. Right. It has to be. Um, so, I you have very much of a fashion background. You know, yes, I do. From what I can see, you worked with Liz Tabaris. You know. I did. I was uh, I was very fortunate to work at uh, Harper's Bazaar at a very critical time for that magazine. Um, and uh, Liz, you know, one of the iconic editors uh, of all time, was just a wonderful woman to work with and to work for. Um, and then, of course, I, uh, I was in magazines for several years, and I went to, to GQ as well and worked for Art Cooper, another iconic... Uh, a great guy. Great guy. You know, great at Playboy, guy. we always respected him so much, even yeah. though we were highly competitive with him <laughs> in the advertising marketplace. Of course. And, um, you know, he was, you know, whenever I was at Michael's for lunch, he was yep. just so, what a sweet, respectable, yep. um, elegant... You know, man in the publishing industry. He was uh, a different type of, different, different breed, I think. Yeah, it's a shame. There, there should be more like him today. Yeah, well, he was, he was really something, and he was a really enigmatic, interesting guy. Um, but yeah, my background really was in the sort of fashion world, both at Baron and Baron, then in the magazines, uh, GQ and Harper's Bazaar, and then uh, I was the vice president and creative director for Ann Taylor for a time as well, right at the beginning of them sort of branching out and creating an in-house marketing department, um, and that was a wonderful time as well because we were really able to take a classic American brand and really put a new face on it, recast it, really take a look at who their customer was and reconnect with her. Yeah. So. You know, a lot of the work that I've done since for brands like Tommy Hilfiger or Michael Kors, uh, that sort of thing, we've really, or Nautica even, we've really, um, you know, you really think about who the customer is and, you know, try to connect with them in a way that really that really speaks to their lifestyle and, and, and really speaks to, to who they are, who, what, you know, what they're all about. Right. No, I, I understand. And, again, I, I congratulate you for 
you know, taking this to a new level. You really have this fabulous background, a background that I come from, um, you know, a background that I miss very much because the industry is sort of, um, you know, it's interesting. It's incestuous. Yeah. Well, this is what's interesting about... This is what's interesting, too, about what we do. Uh, are you there? I'm here. Sorry about that. It's um, fine. Technical difficulties. Um, but, we, you know, we really, uh, you know, as we talked about, we we did something for the bar industry. We've done something in magazines. We do something. We do we do work in all of these industries, which is what's really kind of interesting about Stark Design and our sort of ideal lab approach. Um, and and even in with fashion lifestyle brands, we really are taking that sensibility to other places. You know, we really see a lot of it here in New York, and I'm sure you do on the West Coast. I know we do in Miami as well, where real estate, where new developments, uh, condos, uh, and that sort of thing are really looking to a lifestyle approach to market what they're all about. Of course, the, 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 new, the new community centers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this, you know, this whole lifestyle approach to it is really kind of a new thing in the real estate world. It's something that we here at Stark Design are really tapped into and, and actively seeking uh, the right clients for in that world because we really think we have a lot to offer them. Um, you know, because it, it really fashion is, look at, you know, look at Project Runway. Who doesn't, you know, who doesn't know about the fashion world now? Fashion designers are rock stars now. Well, after the Devil Wears Prada, I think. <laughs> and after the Devil Wears Prada, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, this is something that it really is starting to permeate lots of different areas of our life that we never imagined. No, exactly. Well, I have to say, with the Devil Wears Prada, I don't think that the consumer actually really believes that it happens like that. But I have to reinforce <laughs> to the consumer that, you know, Anna Wintour, in the world of Anna Wintour, yeah. It really happens that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Anna, I mean, Anna is uh, perhaps the iconic uh, fashion editor behind, you know, the Diana Vreelands of the world. Um, Anna, but, you know, Anna has really uh, taken Vogue as a brand to such new heights that I, I don't think we could have really realized that uh, Teen Vogue or Vogue China or, or any of their other um, Vogue Living, Men's Vogue, could really, you know, have existed even... Even five years ago, you know? Oh, well, you know, I think the international stuff, you know, was starting about five to ten years ago. But, sure. you know, in terms of, again, the new media adaptations and, you know, this highly specialized demographic focus of, you know, what is a, you know, a general fa- high-end fashion magazine. Yeah. Which really reflects where we are in the time, I think. It really does. But, um, you know, we have three minutes till close. I want to really um, tell people to go to your website, which is www.starkdesignnewyork.com. Yes, starkdesignny.com. Um, yeah, okay, yes. <laughs> You're right. That's what, you know, I grew up in New York, so I get very jaded. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah, starkdesignny.com. Doesn't exactly. everybody know that? No. <laughs> You're sharp. That's an important thing. You're right about that. Um, and tell me, as we close the show, anything yep. that you want to say of, you know, record-making importance or historical value. Historical value. Well, I think, you know, I know I keep coming back to this sort of idea of simplicity and smart. You know, the thing that we really like to think about, especially when it comes to sort of publicity and marketing, is... You know, to break through, there really is, it, it really is going to come down to being 
innovative, to being smart, to using materials, to using even just color and, you know, certain elements of design that really are going to let you connect with your customer, let you connect with a new customer. And, you know, I think that we, what we do here really well is that we sort of get under the hood of the problem. You know, we're creative problem solvers. Creative problem solvers. We're not really good speakers, but problem no, solvers. Fine. It happens on the radio all the time. <laughs> exactly. But at the end of the day, you know, we're really here to understand what our clients' businesses are and their problems, and um, and really solve them. You know, and that's what that's what we really have fun doing. You know, that's really the fun part of what what I do, and um, and it's also the part that's really going to be seen at the end of the day in the sales numbers. Um, so what. What we can what we can provide is really you know a, a connection, a relationship, um, and an understanding, and and solutions for those problems. Well, listen, that was very well said. Thank you. you. Did really well on the show. I'd like oh, to have you. you on again. It could be you know it could be the Daniel Stark hour or the oh, Daniel great. Stark fifteen minutes. I can try my comedy act. Whatever you want. It's an organic show. You know, we go with interactive here. Thank you, Cindy. Thank All right. You. It's been a pleasure having you on, Dan. Thank you very much. Same okay, here. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. CPR with Cindy R. Please come back next and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rackowitz on Stars of PR. We'll see you next week. Psycho!